Welcome to Vision Pros, the show all about spatial computing, Vision OS, and getting work done on the Apple Vision Pro. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. This episode of Vision Pros is sponsored by Agenda. Learn more at www.agenda.com. Simple immersive effects for games. Uh, it even could be something Apple could do uh, in sort of terms of like how hue. You can set up Philips hue bulbs around your TV and they will adjust the color according to what the TV uh, is showing. So you can sort of have your wall light up red if the top of the TV is red. So um, I was thinking, yeah, well, Apple have already got, I think they have the light coming out of your window affects the environment, I think. Um, so yeah, having stuff like that where you could have, you'd be playing something and the room could light up when an explosion happens or that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Vision Pros. So outside of getting work done on the Apple Vision Pro, something that Vision OS will be great for is taking a break from work with meditation or entertainment apps. We are joined in this episode by James Sweeney of Pixel Art Games. He is hard at work bringing Void X to the Apple Vision Pro, and some of the screenshots he was sharing on Mastodon really caught my eye. Voidex is now out for iOS and the Apple Watch if you'd like to try it out before it launches next year on Vision OS. If you want to support this podcast, the best thing to do is go out and download Agenda, who is sponsoring this episode of Vision Pros. I'll be sharing a bit later in this episode how Agenda integrates so nicely with the Reminders app. But for now, head on over to Agenda.com to learn more and get started with this awesome app that I've used for years. Another way to support the podcast and get early access to both Vision Pros and iPad Pros is by supporting the Patreon by going to visionpros.fm slash Patreon or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. My great thanks to everyone that supports the show there. With that, here's my interview with James. Welcome to the podcast, James. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited for the chat because you are the first uh, game developer we've had on. And gaming, I think, could be pretty big in this new Vision Pro platform here. Yeah, I really hope so. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, so um, before we get too deep into things, I'm just curious, um, what's your experience? Uh, do you have any v, like VR headset experience outside of working on Apple Vision Pro? Like, Do you have an Oculus or a PlayStation VR? Or what kind of experience do you have prior? Um, I bought the PlayStation VR 2 um, when it first came out. Um, and... Yeah, I really, I really like that. And um, as you'll note by by some the work I'm doing on the Vision Pro, uh, one of my favorite games on the the PSVR two is Tetris Effect. Oh, um, that is such uh, that's amazing! An amazing game. Like, <laughs> um, I just want to sidetrack here. Just like it's kind of like a meditative experience where you come out feeling like a better person. But you can also beat your head against the wall with some insanely hard Tetris levels at the same time. It's a weird uh, dichotomy there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's incredible. And it's so good at getting you in the zone that you just totally forget where you are or anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like the PSVR too. Um, I had to work up over time. Uh, I got some motion sickness when I first got it. Uh, I tried to play Gran Turismo <laughs> straight away and uh, had to work up slowly. But now, uh, now I'm good. I can I can wear it for a long time and play anything. That's awesome. Good. Did you uh, go down the dark rabbit hole of getting a little racing rig for the Gran Turismo yet? 
I I had them on Amazon in my cart, <laughs> but I never never pulled the trigger. Okay. Um, yeah, so I should say it's well it would worth be it would be very one. cool. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as far as the motion sickness, I got one of those little uh, bracelet things that like sends electrical signals through your body. Oh, cool! I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Um, the relief band. Um, so I I normally don't need it, but if I'm like, oh, I'm going to be doing this super intensive VR game, let's throw this on and just like let me run around like in Synapse where I'm running and like. Uh, just doing crazy stuff. Um, it's nice to have that added. Like, it's just like, I guess the electricity like kind of grounds your body in a way that's like, oh, you're 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 good. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. But anyways, um, yeah, PSVR two is great. Um, and it's kind of like imagining Apple Vision Pro. Oh, the display is gonna be twice as good as this already great display in here. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's uh, one thing that's got me my really excited. When you watch the the videos of um, how easy it is to put on and off uh, in all the videos, compared to how cumbersome sort of the PSVR two is to put on and off, um, like one of the reasons that usually halts me from getting out the PSVR is just how how cumbersome it is to sort of you got to plug it in and then you've got to set it up and then I always have to go in and adjust the eye levels and all. Oh, you do stuff. interesting. Cause I, yeah, mine are. They stay locked in pretty well. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. And it's funny you say the PS4 2 is cumbersome because uh, I also have a PSVR 1. And that one, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you remember that one, had a breakout box and the, the two HDMI cables coming from the headsets. And that was a whole whole nother, any of the external camera to make sure that was uh, up and running. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as so back to Tetris effect, that game is kind of interesting because it works with the sense controllers, but also just works with the standard dual sense. And the sense controllers are nice having your hands separated and stuff. But um, Tetris is a game that you know it just works. Yeah, no matter what kind of your interactive method is. Um, with Vision Pro, what are your thoughts of just? You know, using you know dual sense controllers and Xbox controllers versus these dedicated um, kind of hand controllers that other headsets have had, uh, you know, for VR gaming. Yeah, well, I think it's great. I think so. I think with the Vision Pro, um, you can tell by Apple's marketing they're not really leaning towards um, the fully immersive gaming style. So um, something like Synapse or something like that they they don't appear to be that interested in um but that's where i bring up tetris effect because tetris effect um is the kind of thing that could definitely work on the vision pro um even with sort of ar like you could have the the tetris board in um in a window and have the effects um in your environment around you which is kind of what i'm doing as well um and using a a dual sense remote. I'm really glad that works with the Vision Pro because it um, it's a really easy thing to pick up, uh, and because you've got the pass through, you can see what you're picking up. There's not there's not issues with like any of that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, I think uh, I think having both type of control schemes is what's going to be similar uh, is what Apple's going to want. But um, yeah, I definitely think supporting game controllers, and since it's so easy. Um, with the the game controller framework, um, yeah, I think it's a no brainer to support both. 
but also having the dual sense uh, in there is a, a really cool way to play in VR. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I hope long term, you know, a couple OSs from now, you know, we get uh, some Apple made uh, handheld controllers because you can do the hand tracking fine, but there's something about haptics on your hands as you're doing stuff in a game, it, even, even more so than just having the buns, which buns are also really handy to have while in the fully immersive stuff. So I hope we get there at some point. Yeah, I could see Apple doing something uh again different from everyone else but still something very interesting yeah yeah something (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah something quite small that you hold but still provides feedback and and control yeah yeah i am i am curious if tetris effect will come to vision pro that does seem like a no-brainer to me they're on other platforms like switch and i think xbox yeah yeah it's definitely yeah definitely a, a a very cool game that can work in both AR and VR. Um, one of the other games that I have on uh, PlayStation VR 2 um, that I know they're working on in a, a Vision Pro version is Demio, um, oh. which is a yeah sort of a yes. board game. Mm-hmm. And I've seen demos, I think, for the quest of their, their AR version where you kind of place a game board on a table um, in the physical world, and then the the game board has all the the animated characters on it that you can still pick up and move around. Yeah, um, which is the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah, uh, as someone that plays board games with figurines, having one with animated ones in front of you is just like the dream. Yeah, like uh, that will be interesting. Like, oh, clear off your table in your living room so you you can play. Yeah, and yeah. It'd be cool if they did local multiplayer, and if you're fortunate enough to have two headsets of the family. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's a I don't bit know. of a stretch, but yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, long term, like in 10 years, eventually, you'll probably have more than one of these things in your house, and hopefully it'll work with older headsets, so you don't have to buy the <laughs> current gen yeah, a sure. couple times over. Yeah. Um. So you're bringing Void X to Vision Pro. That's kind of your current project uh, for Vision Pro. Uh, can you share a bit about what this game is? Yeah, sure. Um, so this is a game I I originally released on the iPhone um, last year, and uh, it's a I've I've made a few of them over the years. Uh, one of my favorite genres uh, in gaming is shoot 'em ups. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Void X is a an arcade style shoot 'em up. There's no other progression other than you got to try and beat the boss and get a high score, uh, and you have a limited number of lives. And um, I I ended up getting some really cool art from a uh, a pixel artist uh, for all the ships, and um, I went with a style of the the basically monochrome with only sort of red and green as the indicators of your damage versus the enemies. Um, and I ended up with a, a kind of a bit of a unique style for it that I'm I'm really happy with, and I released it, and it actually did quite well. Um, I was lucky enough to have Apple feature it under their best new games section, um, and I then went on and released it on the Apple Watch as well. Um, I was actually inspired by someone who open sourced. Uh, a version of Quake on the Apple Watch. Yeah. Uh, and I thought to myself, if someone can put Quake on the Apple Watch, surely I can put my my little shoot 'em up on this. So I, I gave it a go and um 
uh, yeah, I managed to get it running and I even released it. And uh, a couple of websites picked up on that too, which which gave me a, a couple more installs, which was nice. Yeah, um, I've got it installed on my Apple Watch. And it, it's a beautiful uh, rendition there. Like the, the art style, it's perfect. Like the black background and, uh, you know, you can see everything nice and clear even on the... Um, the regular series watches, not not even the Ultra. It runs and looks great there. Um, oh, thanks so much. Is uh, is sound a possible on the Apple Watch? Like if I, like through the speakers, or do you need like AirPods for sound to to work? Uh, to be honest, I didn't even attempt it. Okay, <laughs> I, uh, I I completely completely let out the uh, the sound engine on the Apple Watch. Gotcha. Uh, no, that's fair. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure anyone would actually want it playing through the speaker of the Apple Watch. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I didn't even try. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. No, it's funny. My watch is mostly just always in mute, and then I'll unmute to see if anything happens if I do that. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Um, and the the Crown haptics are, are rather nice there. So this will be on Apple Watch all the way up to Division Pro in this ginormous yeah, kind of setup. And as you said, um, yeah, it, the screenshots I've seen do remind me of Tetris Effect, where you're kind of almost sitting in the environment and you're able to kind of see like lightning around you. And in Tetris Effect, you have dolphins swimming next to you and stuff. And so I guess, um, what kind of effects can we expect from the Vision Pro version? I, you know, lightning and you know when the boss blows up, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it, it was kind of a. a progressive um thing that i was going through when when the simulator first came out uh, obviously the first thing i did is tried tried a bunch of my um projects and see how they went in the simulator um and when i when i got void x in there um i i started playing around with um the reality kit framework uh and i found that they had uh the particle emitters that you could put in there um, and that's how I was doing the rain in Void Xarelli. Um, that's a particle emitter in Sprite Kit. So I thought, why don't I just use the particle sprites that I already have and see how it looks um, in the in the simulator? And I did the rain and uh, did a quick demo of the rain surrounding the window that you're playing in. And I thought, oh, this is really cool. Um, and then I just added some enemies flying by and, yeah, it kind of went from there. I, I remember I posted it on... Um, I posted it on Twitter, the very first one with the rain, and I immediately got a comment from someone that said, you've got to put that lightning in there. <laughs> and so I went to work and, and found out that, yep, the the particles supported animations. So I uh, got the lightning and, um, yeah, moved from there. The, uh, the, the bullets coming out of the boss, um, that was definitely inspired by things like Tetris Effect uh, and that sort of stuff. I just thought, wouldn't it be cool if you're playing in a normal 2D window uh, but the effects are coming out towards you while you're playing, uh, which is something completely unique to um, VR and uh, especially the Vision Pro. With uh, I really like the idea of the window is floating in your normal physical space, but the rain is coming from the roof of your house and the, the particles are coming out of the window that you're playing in. Um, yeah, it was a it was a really fun thing playing around with, uh, and the more I added to it, the 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 cooler I the cooler I thought it was. Yeah. Did you ever have a 3ds from Nintendo back in the day? No, I've never owned one of those. Um, in fact, the first Nintendo 
console uh, I've ever owned a Switch. That's <laughs> so, amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to mention, they had this whole thing in the, especially the early days of augmented reality. They had these 3D cameras on the back and front, I believe. Just maybe this back. But um, you'd like scan different cars and put things in your environment. But um, your environment became a uh, part of the game almost where you'd be you, these endless shooters of things coming at you and you're trying to shoot them down and stuff. Can you imagine like fully AR games within Vision Pro? Like you're looking at things and using your eye. You probably can't use your eyes to aim. Is that an accurate so, statement? So um, Apple released a, a demo um game um f- as a as like a sample project uh and the way you do it in that game is you actually make a love heart with your hands uh and you shoot love hearts at um enemies that are in the room like at you as well um so yeah that's an interesting i think it was more to demo sort of the hand tracking yeah, yeah. sort of stuff as well um but yeah it's um yeah it's something that that you could definitely have i to be honest, I'm not actually that interested in the fully augmented reality sort of 3D stuff. Um, Apple really interested me with uh, the spatial computing angle that they went with. Um, and that's why, so I've got the, you've got the PSVR and you've got the Quest and that sort of stuff for the fully uh, immersive stuff. But Apple's definitely not leaning that angle Um and I do like the idea of um, of mixing the two and having the the sort of the floating windows that you play games in as well. Um, and I also I think to begin with, um, we'll see a lot of developers just bringing sort of the the two D plane stuff. And what I'd like to see is people instead of trying to rethink like a three D interface, still embracing this like the two D windows, but perhaps having effects that come out of the window um, while you're using it. So like a simple weather app or something, it maybe has clouds that form over the top of the window or something like that. Just small things, but they make a big difference um, in how you're using them sort of around you. Um, And that way also you can lean into having multiple things open at the same time. Um, Yeah. If you glance at a different window, say you have your game open and another window open... If you look over the other window, do your effects, your 3D effects, do they go away or how does that work? Okay, so um, for VoidX, it, it has to be the only one open. Um, so it's using an immersive uh, immersive scene, um, which means it is the only thing that's open. Even though um, you can see your surroundings, uh, it's an immersive scene, but it's set to mixed mode. And mixed mode means you see your surroundings, but you're in the whole scene. Um, and that, uh, that's how I can actually anchor the particle effects on the boss's position on the window. Um, I originally had it as a normal window, uh, which spawned a scene around it. So you could toggle that on and off. Um, the problem I had was there was no way I could figure out how to position particles in the right spot, especially if the user moved the window, uh, I couldn't do that so instead i have an immersive scene and the game window is uh what's called an attachment in that scene 
Um, so it's a it's an entity in the scene, so I can position it and anchor things around it how I want. Um, and then I also added um, uh, a mode where you can. Um, uh, there's a button that switches modes and will switch to a fully immersive scene, um, which surround like blacks out the room and surrounds the user with the with the cityscape. And um, it also gets rid of the background on the game window, so the ships kind of appear floating in space ar- around you. Yeah, is that the third screenshot you sent me? Yes, that's okay. the one. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, I was. Was, that's one of the ones that's really hard to describe um, in a screenshot. Uh, it yes. needs to be a video or, or something like that. And even in the simulator, it looks uh, it just it kind of looks a bit weird because it's it's hard to the depth of it is hard to to show off. I guess in a in a two D screenshot or video. Have you played around with replacing your floor with kind of the floor from the game stuff like that? Uh, not not too far. I haven't actually gone. I haven't leaned too hard into this one. That was kind of yeah. a, uh, a mock-up that I did quickly that, that turned out pretty good. And so I, I decided to keep it as a mode. Um, but yeah, I definitely haven't leaned too hard into the um, the fully fully immersed thing. I, I've mainly focused on the, the sort of AR. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of funny. Uh, probably a lot of work. And I'm not sure how this would work. If, um, if you have like a lamp or a table in your room... If you have like the artist draw up what a lamp or table would look like in your world and like replace objects in your, you know, real life with, you know, oh, a similar thing for that art style, that'd just be a fun that would thing. Be yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure how well there is. Is there op- there is object det- object detection within Vision OS? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Um, that's a, again it's something I haven't really played around with. Um, Environmental effects like this would work within multitasking if you weren't doing things like exploding from the actual screen, more like ambiently. Here's lightning. Yeah. So you've got. So if you use like a, um, if you use a, a volume um, uh, or something like that, then you can have that uh, with other windows of other apps and that sort of thing. Uh, but as soon as you spawn an immersive space, everything else fades away and you're just in that. Um, so, yeah, definitely when I was talking about, like, the weather using a, a cloud or something, they could use a volume, um, which would let them have 3D effects sort of in the same sort of space as a window kind of thing. Yeah. No, would be... I was just thinking about this. Pretty cool is if when the boss shows up, you could have the boss fly in from behind your shoulder into the screen. I don't know. Stuff like that just, just made me think, like, just other things you could do that still use the 2D plane, but kind of, like, put more panaz on it yeah yeah so i've also been um been experimenting with having sort of billboards uh that appear up behind the current window that could maybe like flash up high scores or yeah as uh, giant versions of the bosses that come in or explode or something up behind yeah so uh i've definitely been playing around with more more than just what i have um but also i've got a um I'm trying to keep it also as simple as possible. So it, it ends up, um, I kind of want the first time uh, someone gets to one of those bosses, they don't expect the bullets to come out of the screen. They just, the boss comes on, starts shooting, and then all of a sudden there's bullets coming towards them. Um, it's kind of a bit of a wow effect uh, in the game, yeah. How many bosses are there? 
And are they kind of different styles? Uh, in the game, there are, there are nine bosses altogether. Um, and I've had to actually, so far on the Vision Pro, uh, what I've decided to do is uh, reduce the difficulty of the game because uh, I don't know if you played it on the iPhone, it's quite difficult. Um, and so on the Vision Pro, I want it to be more of an experience than a sort of hardcore shooter that they're trying to play. So um, I've definitely reduced the difficulty, reduced how many bullets, reduced how many enemies and, and that sort of stuff because I like people to actually experience the bosses as they go through as opposed to just hitting the first boss and dying over and over again. Yes. <laughs> um, it'd be... Is it an art gallery of like the bosses something you've explored as like that could be a fun little bonus um in Vision Pro to see bigger yeah, renditions. That's a good of idea stuff. actually. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good idea actually of um yeah, just letting someone pick a boss and and sit there and watch it all. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> what are some of your favorite uh bullet hell shooters? Like I'm thinking of Rezo Gun and what are some of the other ones that are kinda um so most of the, the the bullet hell shooters that I've played uh in the uh, I never know how to pronounce it properly but the Tau House series uh so T O U H O U series um yeah I've played quite a lot of those uh and also on iOS uh, I absolutely absolutely love the Dan Maku Unlimited games um they're absolutely fantastic bullet hell shooters um and then my yeah my like for shooters go right back to um the Seeker Master System, where I played Astro Warrior, and um, also R-Type and those sort of games, yeah. Um, I've been a fan of them for a long time. And uh, one of my first um, quite um, games that did pretty well on the Apple Store were um, a game called Hectic Space um, that I released, uh, I think it's about six to seven years ago. Uh, it came out around the same time as sort of the Flappy Bird craze and that sort of stuff um and it again managed to get featured by apple and did quite well um at the time that's awesome yeah as far as controlling this game on vision os you of course have controller support i'm curious um hand gestures what's the thought there i'd imagine you need some way to control this game without a controller if you're in that situation Exactly, yeah. So it works um, uh, because I'm using the because the the touches translate very well to the the Vision Pro. Um, so basically, looking at the the window where the game is, um, you can control that um, just by using the standard Vision Pro gestures. So like in the simulator, you just drag the mouse. So it's just the same as dragging. Um, you'll drag the ship around the screen. The only thing I've noticed is I've needed to increase the the sensitivity so the the more you yeah so the less you move the more the ship moves kind of thing um but yeah i i think both ways will be um suitable for controlling it and i think most of the time uh, most people won't want to grab a controller so supporting the the built-in gestures um were definitely really important so what's there, yeah. what is the gesture for like going up and down uh, so it'll be the same as scrolling. So just scrolling up and down okay. and left and right. So where sort of the uh, in the demos you see they pinch their fingers and move up and down, okay, and right kind of thing. Yeah. So just the same as if you were scrolling. Have you considered custom gestures? Like if you're sitting at a table, just like moving your finger up or down as is that possible or something you've investigated? Um, custom gestures as a add-on. 
No, I haven't actually. I haven't invested any uh, investigated any any custom gestures for the Vision Pro. Um, I I do understand why Apple has gone with the gestures they've gone with. Um, because if you if you play any VR game where you have to hold even shooting games in VR where you have to hold your hand up for a long period of time, um, it's really tiring, and you don't want to be browsing the web with your finger up in the air or something. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I'm definitely I'm interested to see what people do, but I yeah for 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 launch I'm going to stick with. Stick with what's built in uh, and the stuff I get for free, yeah. <laughs> and to actually shoot on i, I believe on iOS, there's you, you have to be t- tapping. So as soon as yeah. you move, yeah, as soon as you touch the screen, it shoots. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Yeah. Will this just be constantly uh, shooting? You don't have to worry or um, about that. Yeah, I think at the moment it'll just be constantly shooting. Okay, yeah. excellent. Um, yeah, or when you when you do the touch. Uh, it'll shoot. Yeah, it's just a. Um, I know on the watch I do always shooting. Yes, which um, is smart. Yeah, so <laughs> which yeah makes it a bit easier. Um, yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, do you get uh, haptics or rumble with the external controllers? Is that something that's supported in the SDK? Uh, they do support it in the SDK, um, and unfortunately, I've been a bit lazy and haven't supported it. Okay. Um, I usually <laughs> jump on game controller um, framework straight away. Uh, I was very quick to support the um, the lighting uh, in one of my earlier games. When you switch swords, I changed the light on the controller to the color of the swords. Oh, very cool. Sword, it was red and that sort of stuff. Um, no, yeah, yeah, and that's a good point. I really should really should get in there and um, support the haptics in the controller because that would definitely add to the game like when the lightning goes off the controller should shake and is it just simple rumble or are you able to do full dual sense how fully integrated into dual sense does it actually get get you do you know um i'm i'm not sure it uses uh, um uh, it uses a lot of the same stuff that's already built into ios so i'm pretty sure you can play sounds through the rumble and have it do that effect. So, so how deep it does that to the dual sense, I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure you can you can play a sound effect through it and have have the controller then rumble according to what that sound was. This episode is sponsored by Agenda. Agenda, if you haven't tried it out, is a great note taking app that really thoughtfully integrates your calendar and reminders into your notes. In this quick break. I want to share how Agenda integrates with the Reminders app, which, if you haven't used recently, has come a really long way, and I'm sure will be great on VisionOS with hopefully a fully native Reminders app there when it launches next year. So first off, in the right-sliding panel of Agenda, you'll see a unified timeline of your calendar along with any reminders that have a due date. By clicking on that reminder, you'll be able to act on that reminder in a few different ways. First off, you can create a new note in whatever project you are in that links directly back to that reminder. If that reminder is already linked to a note, that option will be replaced by the ability to jump directly to that note in Agenda. The next option is to add to selected note. So if you're already working on a note, you can select that to tie that reminder to that note in progress. You can even tie multiple reminders to the same note. This is super helpful for larger projects that you may want to have multiple reminders of in the same note. The third option in that sliding panel is the ability to mark the reminder as complete. You can also hit the quick reschedule option to push the reminder back 5 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, or 2 hours 
You can also push the reminder for next week or next month. These options are all super handy ways of pushing a reminder back quickly rather than manually going in and changing the time and date. If you do really want to change up a reminder, you can do a full edit of that reminder right inside Agenda. This lets you change the title, due date, and you can even change which reminders list it is saved to. Finally, you can open up that reminder in the Reminders app if you want to view that reminder in the context of the larger list or even edit the reminder beyond what the Agenda app allows for. The final aspect of integration I want to highlight is that you can simply highlight a line of text in an agenda note and hit Command-Shift-R on your Magic Keyboard to create a new reminder based off that line of text. And that reminder will be linked to that note you are working on. You can also hit Command-Shift-R without any text highlighted to link the entire note to a new reminder. Alternatively, you hit the plus button on the menu bar at the bottom of the screen and select the alarm icon to link the note you are working on to a new reminder. I've not seen many other apps integrate with reminders in this deep and thought out way. You can tell the developers behind Agenda use reminders and create this app out of a desire for them to be able to utilize reminders in an even more powerful way. If you haven't tried Agenda out yet, I'd really encourage you to give it a try. Agenda is free to download and use with no obtrusive ads. To unlock the full power of Agenda, give Agenda Premium a shot. One thing that Agenda continues to do that I love is their approach to premium features and unlocks. If you ever decide to cancel your Agenda Premium subscription, you get to keep all of the premium features available to you when you were a subscriber. Or you can opt for their new Lifetime Unlock, which will unlock the full power of Agenda on all of your Apple devices with a single one-time purchase. To learn more, go to Agenda.com. Download Agenda today for free from the App Store on all of your Apple devices. My thanks again to Agenda for sponsoring this episode of Vision Pros. Learn more at www.agenda.com. As far as the Vision Pro, how excited are you to get one of these in your your own house? And what kind of work do you see yourself doing in the headset? Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Uh, I was a bit bummed that it's US only uh, to begin with. Yes. Um, I'm I'm guessing you're probably not going to try to import one at an insane cost. (laughs) So, yeah, I was was thinking about what happens if you buy one. And then the other things I thought of is... um, like you see, they don't need to have an American app store account. Um, That's a curious like question. Sh- yeah. yeah. Is I the app store only going to be in America, which would be logical, but maybe it's just, I guess we'll know when we submit apps, what region you're able to enable vision pro apps for, if it's worldwide or just where the headset actually exists. Yeah. True. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm quite curious how that's going to work because I I was yeah I worked in a I worked in an Apple reseller when the iPhone first came out, um, and even though it was US only, they were everywhere in Australia, um, but there were so many problems with them. Um, people would constantly upgrade them by accident, which would obviously destroy the jailbreak that they had to use them. And yeah, oh yeah, I remember in the early days, in the early days of iPhone. I remember jailbreaking them, and then beyond that, there was some kind of like radio hack to get it to work on other <laughs> networks. Yeah, yeah, stuff. there was a bunch of hacks you had to do to get it to work in Australia. And if you even did the slightest update that was released, all of those would revert, and yeah, <laughs> you'd have a have a very shiny brick in your hand. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I I never I went with the three G when we finally got it 
in Australia. Um, but yeah, so I would wait for the official Australian version probably. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I could see myself trying to use it. Um, like I'm really excited to try, uh, this screen mirroring. So using your Mac screen in, um, cause one of the fir- workflows they, they talked about, um, for developers is you can have your Max Xcode, uh, in front of you while you're working, and then you build from the Xcode and your your project builds in the Vision Pro with you alongside um, that sort of thing. And I think that workflow would be like, absolutely awesome. Um, and yeah, I'm just keen to try out having what sort of... I'm really interested to see what people end up doing with spatial computing. Like, do we end up having windows sort of all around us or above us? Or do we end up like lying on the couch doing it? Or like, how do we end up sort of sort of doing computing with it but um yeah i'm i'm very very excited about it um yeah all all new apple products um i usually usually jump on one way or the other yeah the spatial computing angle is just it was so interesting to me because going into that keynote as like oh apple doesn't get apple doesn't get gaming i might be a cr2 for for vr gaming and uh, i mean that side of things, it's sort of right. It's going to be games like yours, the 2D uh, games that uh, translate, I think, best here. And then I'll have a PSVR 2 with the fully immersive stuff for at least a while here. Um, but the spatial computing angle is like, oh, this is a totally different thing. This is a computer. And the screen's yep. good enough where I can actually read text. Because I've tried reading text in Resident Evil Village on PSVR 2. And, and text is oh, a struggle. Bad. It's there. <laughs> it is, yeah. But it's a struggle. It's not the crisp, you know, retina quality that this will be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, the reports we've had uh, that it's clear uh, and text is very legible. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited to try using my Mac as a screen in it, but also just using it in general. Um, and also, uh, like, attempting, uh, I do, I do, being an iOS game developer, I do play a lot of games uh, on my iPhone, um, and I would be interested to try out a lot of the a lot of the games uh, as you can scale them quite big or, or however's comfortable um, in there as well. So I think that'd be cool. Um, I even think it'd be cool for for simple um, simple immersive effects for games. Uh, it even could be something Apple could do. Uh, in sort of terms of like how hue you can set up Philips hue bulbs around your TV and they will adjust the color according to what the TV uh, is showing. So you can sort of have your wall light up red if the top of the TV is red. So um, I would thinking, yeah, well, Apple have already got, I think they have the light coming out of your window affects the environment, I think. Um, So yeah, having stuff like that where you could have, you'd be playing something and the room could light up when an explosion happens or that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Well, imagine um, you're the director of the birds or he's not alive anymore. Hitchcock, but imagine the studio behind the birds, whoever owns that, I, that movie, they could create a uh, more fully immersive version of the birds where if it detects windows and the That'd be birds attacking yeah. <laughs> in the movie, they attack in yeah, real nice. life, uh, stuff like that. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah. And um, as far as designing the soundscape within Vision Pro, um, is it much different? Like, do you have you up till now done any three D kind of spatial sound for the game? 
that's on my to-do list. Um, I want, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure in reality kit, you can attach a sound to an entity. Um, so I would probably just attach a sound to, uh, each lightning sort of entity. So that as it appears that the sound comes from that spot, uh, currently I'm still using my same sound engine, uh, that's just on the phone. Okay. Um, uh, so I'd probably just remove some sounds from that and position some sounds sort of spatially. Um, but yeah, that's something I'm yet to look into. Um, sound is something I always delay because it's one of the pain points I have uh, with gaming. I, I always run into trouble. In the mobile environment, it's curious because you have to design your game knowing many people will probably have this muted, right? Because they might be on a subway or something and they might want to just listen to a podcast while playing the game or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, I learned very early on um, that when you're setting up uh, your your sound, you have to actually tell it to let them play a podcast. I had a, <laughs> I had a, a game I released uh, a long time ago when I was first starting out that uh, it had sounds in it, and I didn't didn't tell it that. So that if someone was listening to a, a podcast and they started my game, it'd kill all of their audio just so they could hear my little sound effects. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's not a nice thing to do to someone. So. Um, yeah, so if, for iPhone, I I usually just go all in on it, um, and if they want to listen to it, they can. Um, I always give the option to turn off music, so if they want to listen to a podcast or music, but still listen to sound effects in the game. They can oh, nice. Well. Yeah, that's a good combo. Yeah. I, I do enjoy that. Um, yeah, in Gran Turismo, they have a mode where um, you can actually play Spotify or Apple Music and it'll replace all the music in Gran Turismo with, you know, Spotify podcasts if you want from there or, you know, your music. Yeah, I use that all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's like, it's this great. is so smart. It's keeping all the racing sound effects while keeping, while changing the audio mix with that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, as someone working out of Australia, um, do you have any thoughts about releasing a Vision OS app um, where you can't easily test the app um on hardware yeah uh i'm really nervous about that actually um it's it's one of those things where yeah i just don't i don't really know if if something's gonna work um i i will end up yeah i I guess i will end up releasing it um uh i have a test flight um that i can send out to people who do have their headsets um but yeah, that again is still not me trying it. And the hardest thing is when someone's going to report a bug, because they're definitely going to report a bug, um, trying to diagnose that uh, on the simulator is, yeah. And it's it's going to be tricky. But um, uh, when I, I worked for a company here in Australia um, that pushed really hard for a watch app when the watch first came out. And um, yeah, we, we worked on it for sort of three to four months and we released a watch app uh before ever seeing the hardware <laughs> and um and yeah we pushed it out and and the watch the watch early days was i pro i'd say probably apple at its worst as far as new platforms go with that like using the iphone as uh <laughs> the brains and all that yeah it was definitely a roller coaster ride um but but yeah, we, we got it out and it, it did work mostly, <laughs> which was good, uh, which is the main thing. And um, yeah, I think I think you've just got to work with what you got. And um, yeah, I'll just try my best with the simulator and and try and get as many people with headsets 
that I can to actually test it. Um, but then again, uh, I want to try and have it out for the launch of it. So it's it's one of the things there that people can try out. Yeah, yeah, I think people will be. You know, just as iPhone day one, just I remember downloading all sorts of. Let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. and that's that's why it's one of the best times to have uh, an app out when it's a, a brand new device, uh, because people will definitely do that. They'll just go through and they'll be like, "I'll try this. I'll try this. I'll try this." Um, whereas if if you're later on, uh, people will overlook. They're like, "I've already got most of the stuff I use." If something really piques my interest, I'll get it. But early on. Uh, and especially, I think the early adopters of Vision Pro, they'll just be so eager for any content. Um, they'll be getting everything uh, they possibly can. As far as the onboarding process in the game in Vision Pro, is there anything kind of special you're thinking of to like um, teach them about just using the built-in gestures? And if you have a controller, is it going to be smart enough to tell them, oh, you have a dual sense? here's this controller layout versus Xbox? Yeah, I'm pretty light on tutorials in my games, mostly. Um, uh, in the game, if you use a controller, uh, you uh, I just it's pretty simple. Like, you move and shoot. Uh, so I usually just expect the user to try it and see what happens, and it will work. Um, I don't have any tutorials in, in iOS at all. Um, the user just touches the screen, off they go. Uh, on the watch, you'll notice I have the, I think I say rotate the crown uh, to move because that's not the intuitive. Um, and so for the Vision Pro, I've, yeah, I've just put a a, a thing at the top that says um, uh, whatever the gesture is to like pinch to move or, or whatever that sort of thing is. So I just have a, a slight text that fades in and fades out at the top of the screen telling them that they can move like with their normal gestures. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, very cool. But it is interesting that you talk about that. I, I never tell the user they have to look at the screen to move it, but I just assume <laughs> they would be looking at the screen. Because uh, yeah, if they look away from the window, obviously they, they no longer have focus on it, so the, the gestures won't work. Um, right. It, which is with the fully immersive... Your, your app is fully immersive. Is That's that, correct, but... that Those principles still apply? Yeah, so, well, it's... Uh, whatever they're looking at is what what will be controlled. So uh, if they're not looking at the window, um, I'm not sure if it hangs on to it. Like if there's nothing else focused, does it lead to the last one? That's one thing I'm not really sure about. Um, but yeah, the, I definitely have other buttons. So there's the button above, which is the camera, which switches modes um, between and that sort of thing as well. Okay. And then something I'm actually kind of curious about. So your app is fully immersive. Do you know... Um, if I've got like four apps open, I'm, I'm working and then I open your app. Is it kind of like stage manager where it'll just like put those four apps in a separate kind of stage type thing. And then you open your game, it takes over and then like getting back to your old setup of the four other apps. Do you know what that experience is like at this point? Yeah, the simulator just replaces all of the current open apps. I think they just stay how they were, and your app fills the screen. But um, yeah, when you exit, you're seeing everything's back to how it was, or you just go back to the home screen with all the icons. Um, and when you dismiss the home screen, all the windows come back again as well. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, it takes over, but it doesn't doesn't dismiss anything. Like everything else just stays around. Um, okay. Because yeah. on Vision OS. People say it's stage manager esque, but it's just one stage with unlimited windows. Is that a proper understanding? 
Yeah, yeah, and you and you can literally put the windows anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Very cool. What what apps are you most excited to try out of Vision OS when you eventually get one in Australia? I'm really interested, as I said before, to try out the basically just using your Mac as a, a screen yeah. in it as well. Um, I do I'm hope really interested in that. I do hope with future iterations of that idea that you can like have Mac almost like put a Mac app folder in Vision OS and launch individual Mac apps as their own Windows. That would be very cool. Versus right now, it's just a mirror of the entire screen. Yeah, yeah, definitely more integration like that would be would be amazing. Um, as for for main apps, um, obviously playing whatever games I can find that people have people have ported, um, and also just in general um, doing the the media stuff like consuming media. But I'm also I'm really interested in trying. Uh, and seeing how productive the spatial computing is so sort of like my normal work environment so having having slack like as a window having my work as a window having like whatever i normally have open in multiple windows around me and see if that uh, i can get them in a position that works really well or if that even does work yeah Um, yeah yeah i'm super excited to just try working in that environment um yeah that it's gonna be fun you know it's like a new way of computing and even more new than the iPad was like, it's going to be radically different, I think. Yeah, for sure. But familiar at the same time, because they're just a bunch of windows that are. Yeah. Yeah. TV and, size. And I, I guess that's <laughs> the, the best thing is any of your existing iPhone apps or iPad apps, um, unless they specifically don't let them go on there. Um, they'll all work. So, and I think that's where Apple, um, can really excel with the spatial computing it's because they already have access to everyone's ipad apps and everyone's iphone apps uh it's not like we're starting from scratch we're starting from like millions of apps that people already use that you can just use in this new environment and sure there won't be that many at the start that have converted them to full-on vision pro apps but using the the ipad versions um from what i've tested in the simulator they all work great um and so it's yeah, it's kind of a yeah, it's kind of going to be really good to see those. But then I think because uh, I have read a lot of like a lot of companies, like I think Netflix was one of the big ones that came out and said they they won't support the Vision Pro. Um, they'll just use their they'll just leave their iPad one on there. Um, once other people start doing it and once <laughs> people are using it, I think there'll be it's more like, incentive. For oh, Netflix like content kind of doesn't look great. They'll be. <laughs> use the other yeah that's right yeah exactly yeah when everyone says oh look the disney plus stuff looks amazing uh in vision pro but don't worry about netflix it doesn't look that great yeah i already don't (laughs) use netflix that much because they're in their own silo and don't integrate with the tv app um yeah well the the one thing there so netflix are doing really well with me because they've got their hooks in uh their game library is slowly growing for ios um and it's doing really well and they just announced uh, recently a bunch of good games. Um, there was a huge one they announced. I forget what. Hades, yeah. Hades is coming yes, to iOS yes. via Netflix. And, um, like, I've got Hades on every every single platform that I have. Uh, and I will get that immediately on my iPhone to play because it's such a good game. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like the direction Netflix is going with gaming. Um, which, uh, yeah, would, like, all the... 
yeah, all their their games and stuff should work as well on the on the Vision Pro. So them just supporting it would be nice. Even even just the simplest being able to watch the the Netflix video in like the same kind of thing they showed off, like watching it in a huge cine- cinema screen in your lounge room. Yeah. I gotta say there couldn't be a better time for James Cameron to finally release the 4K restoration of The Abyss, uh, which is coming out oh, in yeah. December. That was announced. So. That'll be something I for sure check out in Vision Pro next year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, it would be amazing if uh, they also did some 3D work on that for Vision Pro, but I'm not sure if that will be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even just some some jellyfish floating around. Oh, that'd be very cool. Yeah. Um, well, anything else about Vision Pro that we haven't covered that you'd like to before we wrap it up? Um, so one thing I thought I'd say is, um, so I. Uh, all my games use um, native Apple frameworks. So that's why it was so easy for me to to bring them across um, to the Vision Pro. But one thing that did have me really nervous, when they first showed off uh, the Vision Pro, they first announced a few frameworks that wouldn't be supported. Um, and most of my games are written in SpriteKit. And SpriteKit, uh, it's been around for a long time. Um, it hasn't had too much uh, updates from Apple uh, in the recent years, but it still works really well. And it works on every platform super well. So uh, I can run my games on the Apple TV, the watch, the phone, and it's ported without much effort, which is really great. Um, and it also mixes well with Swift UI, So you kind of get the best of both worlds. Um, when they first announced the Vision Pro, they said SpriteKit is not supported. And my heart sank. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which is baffling because Sprite Kit, it seems like the go-to 2D kind of old school style engine. If you're making, you know, like an NES looking game, even though this game, of course, would not run on an NES. There's too much stuff going on, but that kind of general uh, effect. Yeah, uh, lots of games would I would think would use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found it really. Good. I, I think a lot of people shy away from it because it is Apple only. So if you build something in Sprite Kit, you can only run it on Apple devices. So whereas Unity, you can publish every, everywhere. Um, and but anyway, as soon as I got the simulator, I ran my games, and to my surprise, everything worked perfectly fine. And Sprite Kit runs runs wonderfully in it. Um, and I still on the documentation I found it. They they still list Sprite Kit as um, not recommended for the Vision Pro. Um, and so the only thing I can get from that, uh, or I can theorize anyway, is SpriteKit doesn't support the focusing from the gaze tracking. So um, you, so it obviously works because uh, I'm like playing around with my card games and some of the iPad ones. You can move them around um, with the the touching by by looking like using the mouse to to be where you're looking, um, but there's no highlighting. So you, in Sprite Kit, I can't tell if something is being focused on and highlight it. Whereas in Swift UI, your buttons, like when you look at the buttons in Swift UI or hover over them in the simulator, you get this little like highlight effect to show that that's where you, whereas in Sprite Kit, there's nothing. So it has, that's no like feedback. Um, but that doesn't affect me at all because I just care if they're looking at the entire window. <laughs> so, um, but I can understand where if you were trying to build a UI in Sprite Kit, it just wouldn't work because the user would have no idea what they're interacting with uh, because there'd be kind of no feedback on what they what they're currently looking at. Your game ha- 
to like get into settings and to start a new game, I'd imagine there are so buttons. Are those that's in all Swift, Swift UI? UI. That's all Swift UI. Yeah. Oh, so okay, yeah. Uh, my latest, uh, the way I've done my last few games is the game is all in Sprite Kit, but all of the UI is in Swift UI. Um, okay. That's yeah. So smart. and that actually translate perfectly <laughs> to the Vision Pro, just by luck. Um, yeah. Because yeah, the 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 yeah, the UI that you need to interact with works fine with all of the the highlighting and focusing and that sort of thing. Uh, but the game still runs great, yeah. How did you get into game development? Like, how long have you been doing this? Has this been something you've wanted to do for a long time now? Just like, like as, as a kid, is that something like you're like playing games like one day I'm going to be making these things? I The first game I ever modded um was grand theft auto one um back in sort of 99 2000 um so that was the the top down one um yeah for the original found... playstation right yeah yeah and it was on pc the dos PC. one was the one that yeah. i i um i modded or the windows one uh and it i found the the scripting that they had for all the events and managed to make my own scripting and play around with it and that sort of thing and so from then on, i've always been interested but i kind of been on and off with it um until the iPhone. So I started developing iPhone in 2011. Um, so that would have been the iPhone 4, um, I think was around. And yeah, I made a couple of, couple of really early games. Um, and then uh, I worked on a, a card game. Um, this was, so my, my day job was still, I was like a systems administrator at a university. Um, and so I was doing this in my spare time. And yeah, I just, I really loved doing the app development. Um, and I didn't really care what it was. Uh, I enjoyed making games in my spare time, but I didn't really care what I was working on. Um, and I managed to land a professional job doing it. Um, and so my day job is still, uh, I still have a professional day job where I do iOS development, but all the game stuff I do after hours at, at nighttime and that sort of stuff. And, and that's the, my, that's my passion with making games for it. Um, I've been making, so my biggest first game was Hectic Space 1, probably. Um, and then I made another shooter after that. Um, and then during COVID, my most ambitious game that I made was um, Aruna's Adventure, which was the, the Zelda-style game that I've made. Um, and that uh, that's when I found out I could burn out <laughs> um, in lockdown, working um, basically every night that I could working on that. Uh, by the time I got it out, I just didn't want didn't want to touch <laughs> anything anymore, um, and I did burn out for a little while. But it's a it's all a learning lesson, and um, now I know how to manage my time a bit better, so that I I still have uh, still do other things other than just the game <laughs> stuff. Aruna's adventure will that be on Vision OS, just not as optimized as this one? Um, so. I that was the first one I played around with, and that's one thing that got me excited about um, spatial computing. And I did read a, a Mastodon um, comment from someone recently that was just, um, which was a very interesting thing to say. It's basically all of your new apps that you support on the Vision Pro should support the spawning of Windows from that. Um, and so the first thing I did is so Runa's Adventure is like you have an inventory that you can bring up 
with all of your items and all that sort of stuff. So the first thing I did is I went, you can spawn your inventory, but it appears as a new window next to you. And then I'm like, oh, you can spawn your map and that appears as another window. So you can have like your map and your inventory and all these other windows always open while you play the game in the middle instead of having to open a menu or, or switch or that sort of thing. That's incredible. Um, I say that that's going to be so much fun having like, I don't know, this game with like three windows with all this stuff open and yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, probably something I'll work on after, after um, I wanted to try because I could definitely get, um, uh, I don't know the word for it, but where you, where you try and focus on everything at once. Yes. You need uh, to I definitely get into that. One, one, one game first, then move on after this one's ready. Yeah, that's right. And uh, one of the hardest parts of game development is, well, any app development really is the, the final sort of five, 10%, which is like getting it getting it out the door. Uh, I can get tons of cool um, effects happening in Void X, but actually getting a shippable game for the Vision Pro is, um, yeah. So I wanted to focus just on that. Uh, and then after that, yeah, I want to play around with, um, yeah, Aruna's Adventure, spawning, spawning windows and and that sort of stuff. I also have a, um, a card game um, that I've been maintaining for a long time, um, which it has multiplayer. Um, so I'm interested in what I could do with that in Vision Pro as well. Yeah. That could be pretty interesting. Like, I, there's share play. I don't know, like, like, like FaceTime with that game in some way, where you're like, yeah. So I, already, at... I have multiplayer in it, but yeah, share play would be really cool. I think. I think being able to have someone remotely also next to you and playing cards with them. Yeah, um, like, could you pull in their persona really cool in some way? I don't even know <laughs> what the limitations. Well, are. I think I think if you're using the 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 share play framework you get all of that for free so you get the facetime call you're just doing something else in the facetime call so yeah it should be two personas and yeah uh, yeah that'd be really neat do you partner with people that do the graphical work or is that something you've figured out how to become an artist as well as a developer um i'm not an artist no. okay <laughs> and uh i tried uh i tried for a while and uh it ends up just being super frustrating because i can't get things to look how i want um the card games I do all myself because that's mainly just interface, really. It's not really there's not too much, um, not too much like art that comes from it. It's mainly just sort of design elements. Uh, but for Aruna's Adventure, um, uh, I ended up finding a really good asset pack and then finding the artist for it and getting getting more art from him and talking to him. Um, and the same with Voidex. I with Voidex, I actually found a poster. Uh, of all the ships so all of the ships in void x uh there was a poster which was like a retro poster that was you could print out and i contacted the artist and said um i'd love to use all these ships at a game can i can i get the rights to that and he was first of all he was shocked that someone would even ask <laughs> he thought they'd just rip it off <laughs> and, right. uh, so yeah i worked it out with him and we yeah we worked out licensing so that i could use all the ships um in the game and so yeah i i definitely now uh, I like designing games and writing the code. Um, I'm not an artist, and I I prefer to use other people's wonderful yes. skills for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pixel art, especially, is a unique craft. Like, it's a whole different kind of art as well. <laughs> oh yeah, by yeah, pixel, for sure. Like, yeah, um, I do. Uh, so I do modifications to them, um, and I, I've added animations to to certain things in the games. But I always need to base it off someone else 
what they've done, um, creating something from scratch in pixel art. I have no idea even what to, yeah, it always just looks wrong. So you'll get the, the assets and then to like create an animation in Sprite Kit, do you like say, here's like the first frame and the final frame and it kind of fills in the gaps or do you do every, every interstitial? No, so, uh, so it depends what the, what the animation is. So for example, um, like moving around, you're just moving moving them around on the screen. But the but yeah, for for all of the animations, like um, uh, just in Voidex, there's lots of simple animations. Like if you have a look, um, so in my previous games, I never had animations on the ships; they just kind of floated around. So in this one, I wanted it to be a bit more detailed. So every single ship has animations, even if it's just like a little sort of jet stream coming out the bottom or something like that. And they're all individual frames. So yeah, that's each ship has six, seven pictures and then sprite kit you just tell it like every 0.1 of a second change the frame and it runs the animation yeah um it's time consuming um creating the animations but uh or creating the individual frames anyway but um for aruna's adventure thankfully all of the enemies had animations already done for them which oh was nice great. for the fully immersive mode of void x did you play around with making the ships like three dimensional coming out a bit of of the back of the screen or yeah so there's a couple of things i played with um i the first thing i tried um uh, back to not being in the immersive screen uh i tried actually having a background like basically two scenes one was just running the background and one was just running the ships and then i tried to space them I guess sort of 20 centimeters apart. Um, so it kind of would give the effect of the background moving independently of them. Um, it didn't really work. Uh, it, well, in the, in the simulator anyway, I couldn't really see the effect. And that, I guess that's the other problem using the simulator. Right. It's, it's not a three dimensional. Like... You need to be developing exactly. on a 3D screen in some way. I don't know if uh, even that's Yeah. yeah. So all that, I was though. doing is like, moving the camera around in the simulator trying to trying to see on an angle how it'd look and yeah i i I ended up deciding it wasn't wasn't really working that well i did think about at some stages trying to build a a voxel ship or something as well um but then again i i went back to basics it's the the city is really interesting how how i'm doing that i um I'm using apple's sample idea so in one of apple's sample codes they have a solar system um, and so you launch the immersive scene and you're in a solar system and everything is black around you because you're in space, uh, except for a sun. There's like a sunlight shining from one side. And uh, I looked how they were doing it uh, and it was really interesting. They basically put the user inside a gigantic sphere um, and invert the texture on it. So basically you get a massive sphere and put a texture on the outside, but then you sort of invert it so it's facing in and... Um, and so, yeah, it's like a, I can't remember how big it is, like a thousand meter sphere or something. Um, so I tried that in Void X, just made a, a thousand, thousand meter black sphere that you're sitting in uh, and then made a huge um, image that's the, the cityscape so that it's long enough to sort of wrap around around you. And um, the effect is surprisingly, uh, well, in the game, it looks surprisingly effective, um, which is, I assume, why Apple are doing it as well. It's like, it's a neat trick. Um to try and yeah remove the background is just yeah put you in a big big circle yeah <laughs> yeah mimicking the sun in vr is actually getting to the point where it actually kind of works like i know in psvr2 uh, call the mountain 
you, you kind of like kind of blind yourself a little bit because the the HDR is it gets pretty bright and it's like oh I'm looking at the sun. Uh, Gran Turismo is the same. Uh, you've probably experienced this where the sun reflects and you like you're squinting a bit. Yeah. Gran Turismo Sun is incredible in PSVR too. Um, Gran Turismo Sun, I almost feel like it's warm when it's hitting the yeah. dash of the car. Like, yeah, it's really cool. I, I, really I like I've only done the snow levels through the PS portal. Um, I want to try them on VR to see if there's like sun reflecting on the snow in cool ways. I imagine there will be. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be um, cool. But anyways, um, anything else on Vision Pro or uh, Vision OS? No, I think we've no, I think we've pretty much covered everything that um yeah, that I've that I've had experience with. Um just really excited to to get something out on there. It's exciting to be there for day one on a new device and especially to be to be making something for it as well. No, it's yeah. gotta be pretty cool. As you've been there for day one on Apple Watch with the company you're at. Is this um anything were you Developing back for iPad or iPhone era? Um, so the the I remember the big change, uh, which I actually, well, I was only learning at the time. Um, I was pretty new to it when the iPhone 5 came out uh, and the screen size changed. And that was a nightmare because everything was just hard-coded to that one screen. Uh, and so I remember that being a real struggle. Um, but yeah, I can't, uh, I think... Yeah, this is yeah. The Apple Watch was sort of the the first big thing as a new sort of Apple computing device, um, and um, I have actually released um, so as soon as the M1 Max came out. Um, so I optimized. I've got a, a couple of my games running on the Mac as well. So Runa's Adventure has a native Mac version, um, and yeah. So I think this is going to be one of the first ones where I'm actually there. Like yeah doing my own stuff yeah, for it very cool it's cool. always exciting a brand new app store is just a fun place to explore and just look around like oh what do we have here yeah yeah, yeah. for sure yeah and, I, have, um, I have very fond memories of the ipad app store that that initial launch library and um i miss many of those titles that are no longer with us like scrabble with the little tile rack app that went with it oh yeah <laughs> I miss the yeah I miss the skeuomorphic designs. I often go back and look at um yeah look at any iOS six apps and stuff. Yeah, and I, yeah was, I just love that a style. Era. Yeah, um, I recently did a talk at a meetup uh, about Game Center and um, the history of Game Center and the Game Center with the wood grain and the felt uh, on iPhone. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. I yeah. Loved that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Game Center is something I've never truly wrapped my head around. Like it's like the, you get achievements and stuff, but it's like I, I don't know. It's just it's there, but it's it's no PS, you know, plus or profile. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it was a big deal back back in the iOS six days because it, it had its yeah. dedicated app. It was yeah, there's no app kind of like right? the Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah, no, there's not. It was kind of the Xbox Live for iPhone games. Yeah, it was where your profile was, your achievements, your friends list, uh, leaderboards, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then they, yeah, they got rid of the app, uh, and then kind of, it kind of fizzled for a while, but with, with iOS 14, I think it was, there's been lots of great changes for it. All the UI is way better. Um, the achievements look amazing now and so do the leaderboards. How do you find all of your achievements in one place? Does that exist? Yeah. So not really you, um, they have what's called an access point, 
that you can put in your app. So I put it in my apps and it puts a little little button up the top corner and you can open that and see achievements and leaderboards and that sort of stuff. Um, and they seem to be leaning quite heavily into the widget. Uh, the Game Center widget lets you have like sort of that stuff on your home screen. Um, I would love them to bring back the Game Center app because um, yeah, that seems like an essential thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I use Game Center for turn-based multiplayer in my card game. That's how I they, they and that they make that super easy. They handle notifications. They handle matchmaking. So all that sort of stuff is really cool. There's lots of cool stuff in Game Center. Um, it's just kind of hidden from most people, and most people don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah, like they should they should have an app. You sh- from that app, you can find all the games that have multiplayer. You can invite people to to play a game from that app. Like that seems like no brainer. Um, I don't know. So you've just made me you've just made me want to try something. Um, I'm gonna log into the simulator as my my Apple account so that I can pull up Game Center. I've never seen the Game Center interface in the Vision Pro. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious to see what that looks like. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, uh, James, thank you so much for your time today. This has been an awesome chat, and I'm very excited to try this game, uh, both of those games out on my Apple Vision Pro next year at some point. Um, Where can people find your your different games and what you're up to online? Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Um, It's been great chatting with you. Um, You can find me on, um, it's just at James Sweeney, my name. on Twitter and Mastodon um, and uh, jamesweeney.com um, or you can search my name on the App Store um, and that's where where all my apps are. Excellent. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks so much. Well, this is my interview with James. Voidex is coming soon to Vision West and out now for iOS and Apple Watch. My thanks again to James for his time recording this interview. My thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. My thanks again to Agenda for sponsoring this episode of Vision Pros. Learn more at www.agenda.com. With that, I'll talk to everyone again in 2024 as we get closer and closer to the launch of the Apple Vision Pro.